and welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the land where this conversation takes place, and I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Today I'm chatting to Jose Lorenzo Morales, the Pacific Regional winner of the San Pellegrino Young Chef 2019. When I spoke to Jose, he was preparing to present his dish analogy in an online cook-off as the final step in the competition process. Pre-COVID, this event was scheduled to take place in Milan, but, as is the way these days, you can catch it online on YouTube. Jose was such a delight to talk to. His passion for cooking and for learning more was palpable. And I know that you're going to love this chat as much as I did. Hi there, is this Joe Witty? It is. Hi Jose, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for reaching out. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Congratulations, first of all, on being selected as the Pacific Regional winner of the San Pellegrino Young Chef 2019. That's amazing. Thank you, thank you kindly. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, you know, you yes. have to do it here, but still, very happy about what's going on. I know, so it's such a shame that you couldn't be in Milan, but um, what, so tomorrow night you'll be doing a, a live, um, I was going to say performance, <laughs> well, kind of is a performance, isn't it? Um, are you going to be plating up um, or cooking it tomorrow Night, is that what's happening? Yes, it's going to be tonight around 8 pm. Tonight, right? Yes, <laughs> okay, so that's um, that's a big thing. So, is that still part of the competition, or is this more of a um, an awards thing? Um, pretty much, they still give me the opportunity to like showcase the dish that I worked on for like two years and very excited to show it. <laughs> yeah, so, so this dish, um there's a lot going on with the dish. It's called Analogy. Um, yes. Do you, can you just talk me a little bit through that? Because um, so, what was the brief? What do you, as, if you were entering this competition, what what do you, what are they, what are they looking for, and what what where do you start? So pretty much, it's um, it's a, it's one dish to be presented to uh, the judges, and it, it's going to be based on criteria like. Um, was it derived with some culture? Do you express your diversity through the plate? Are you observing sustainability through the plate? Mm. And um, there was uh, one more thing that, you know, it like uh, encourages people to be more socially aware of what's going on. Okay. Um, yeah, pretty much that's it. And, and so you just show it to the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So I, I feel like that's still... How, how did you come up with the idea for your dish, for Analogy? So, um, because I just recently got here to Melbourne, like, uh, three years ago. Mm. So, like, I was um, working in this restaurant called Lume with a chef. His name is John Rivera. Mm. He actually won the competition the year before me. Yeah, I was I've, like, I've met John. He's amazing. Yes, he is. Very amazing. Um, he's actually doing... A, a new business right now with regards to um, ice creams, okay. making the flavored ice creams. It's amazing, really. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And yeah, from there I just saw how 
run his system in the kitchen. And I was pretty inspired. Like, Chef, what, what uh, jump started this on? And he just started talking to me about uh, the San Pellegrino. And, like, you know, coming from the Philippines, I, I wanted to share some spotlight for my heritage. You know, I, I wanted people to recognize what real Filipino food is. So I told him if he, he would be interested to mentor me. Mm. And we started training and yeah. having all these exposures with, uh, with Melbourne. As they all say, it's a very diverse area. Mm. I was inspired by that thought through like picking up all executions and traditional practices that I could and applying it in one plate. And pretty much that's what happened. <laughs> it looks delicious. So it's got um, a pork belly, but it's a particular kind of pork belly. Is it a young pork belly? Yes, that's right. Um, there's actually uh, three main elements to it. Yep. So you get the pork. It's a young pork that you get from Ballarat. It's uh, it's from Western Plains. It's very, they're a very good producer of pork. I've been working with them for like three years now. Yeah, they continue to like move forward with how they can be more sustainable with their business. Mm. And pretty much, yeah, I dry aged the pork and it's marinated with some uh, flavors that were inspired from native ingredients here in Melbourne. Mm. At the same time, with some uh, backbone flavors coming from where I was born. Then you have coconuts, pretty much it's, it's the most nostalgic ingredient to me. It's my favorite, honestly. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of ages of coconut. It's like from the seventh week to the fourteenth week. So what I did was I used all the ages in the plate through uh, variations that would represent undermined thoughts of culture. Wow. And then you have rice. Rice is a very religious ingredient all throughout Asia. So like um, where I was born, there's pretty much 12 regions and in each region you'd be surprised by how much diversity you'd see in application of how they use rice. So some would turn it into vinegar, some would use it as coffee, some would use it straight up as like carb, a source of carbohydrates, some would ferment it. And like I just showcased everything that I could that would still make sense in the plate. Mm. And there you, go. There you have it. <laughs> Wow, I've got a... It's I've got very a, overwhelming it, story, but yes. I wanted to tell you everything. Oh, no, absolutely. And I've got a photo of you um, with great concentration plating it up, and, and you've got it beautifully plated up as well. How long, does it, how long does it take from start to finish to produce this? Uh, three and a half hours for me. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I take I, I like uh, sacrifice a lot of practice for that dish. Yeah, I, I do that like three times a week. Ever since before I started applying for it, I was like very. It felt good, honestly. That was probably the best part of being in this competition. You know, that dedication and that discipline of you know believing yourself that you can be better each day, each week. Yes. And honestly, like having an an average seeing seeing what happened was it was probably the best part of this experience <laughs> oh, absolutely well I, I guess that that's what these kinds of things are intended for especially you know when they the young chef of the year awards they are designed to um, provide you with mentors and to give you um something to rise to Is, isn't that right yes that's that's correct yeah but you um 
You sound like you're already a star because you've already worked with um, John Rivera, but before that in the States you were working with a really incredible chef as well, Curtis Duffy. Um, yes. <laughs> when, when did it all begin? Did you always know you wanted to be a chef or what, what's been your pathway? I think that's what jump-started everything, honestly, because um, I wanted to, I honestly wanted to start as a flight attendant so I can see the world, <laughs> and then um, eventually um, I had no choice because um, during that, that time in, the, in college, the entry was full, mm. so I had to choose culinary, so I um, started my work in hotels in Park Hyatt in Chicago, eventually, like, um, some people just encourage me, man, you should try out three Michelin restaurants to start your, your career so you have an edge of how you can see things the best way you could. Mm. And, like, I just took the opportunity and I dined in with them. And luckily, at the end of the dinner, he just went to me and I just started tearing up because I was inspired by the whole, the whole experience. Mm. Like, imagine having that first... Um, first dinner being a three Michelin restaurant it's very overwhelming yeah um, yeah so like he offered me like you should come work with us and I was like oh thank you it's an honor and that's where everything happened I went to Mount Olympus I saw the best things in the world <laughs> and here I am <laughs> I've, I haven't seen the full documentary about Curtis Duffy, but I've seen the trailer, and he sounds like he's um, a very self-aware man, and he's been through some challenges in his own life, um, but he has a really great sense of drive, and, um, you know, looking at the, the restaurants that he's running, it's he, he looks like an incredible man, and um, he, what, an, what an amazing experience to learn from him. Yes, his, uh, his moral values are very, very, he's very disciplined, to be honest. Like, every time you just have to commit, and if you connect with his, with his moral values, mm. things are just going to change to you in, in one snap of a finger. <laughs> yeah, so where did you start um, in his kitchen? Um, I started as, um, in the in the larger section, mm. pretty much uh, assembling all the starters, you know, having a good idea of the synergy of how you could run the restaurant. Mm. And yeah, I just uh, started from there. That's amazing. Then, so that was seven years ago, is that right? Yes, it, it was like uh, okay. seven years ago. <laughs> and so you'd, you'd done a bit of training before that, or this was the first job? This was actually my, uh, probably my second job. Okay. Wow, that's pretty, yeah, <laughs> pretty impressive. It was pretty hard for me because, you know, having been set a standard of working, like, in, in a basic fundamental manner, then shifting towards, like, a high-level fine dining experience is pretty, it's pretty overwhelming. And, um, yeah, that's, like, how I, like, everything snapped for me, like, wow. Yeah. I started thinking about everything, how can I do things like this in the best way? Is this, is this what it is already? And yeah, from there, um, my, my, my uh, apprenticeship finished. Then I headed home back to the Philippines. And I was like, um, trying to look for the best restaurant in the world, in the Philippines, sorry. And I found Toy Waiti, which was like uh, one of the 50 best lists in Asia. It's, uh, it has an award of uh, 
one to watch in Asia. Mm. So it was a good opportunity for me to grow further. And I learned more about my my heritage, like uh, what are the best ingredients that I can get from here, the seasonality, mm. executions. And yeah, I stayed there for two years. Then I moved to Melbourne. And did you come to Melbourne because of its reputation for food? Yes, um, my friend is actually recommending me to come here because um, with my uh, visa, it's pretty challenging to like, uh, you know, have a, have a mindset of going to Europe right away. Mm. And I was like thinking, what, what, what are my best options? Mm. And I found Melbourne, I saw all the hat restaurants and all the cookbooks that I have that are in reference with all the chefs that are here. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I started off with Press Club. And from Chess Club, I went to Lume and um, started at Gaia, which is like the best new restaurant right now. How is amazing is Mo Zhu? He is just, um, just his, I, he's amazing. <laughs> yes, his creativity it's, is amazing. Having a menu changed by the month is like insane. <laughs> oh, it's just some of the things he does, you know, like wandering out and discovering that the new tender pine needles are really delicious and making, you know, <laughs> butter from them or whatever. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I started loving pine needles because of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's such a lovely man. It's a that's it, a great little restaurant. Um, gosh, you've worked in some um, lovely places. That's good. And you're at yes. you're at Omnia now. Is that right? Yes, I'm um, under Chef Steve Nyan. Mm. Like, uh, really admire that guy. His experience and his love for food is, is very inspirational. So when you're um, working, and these are all obviously excellent restaurants with really good reputations, and when you were in um, uh, Curtis Duffy's restaurant and Chicago. Are you feeling? Do you feel stressed? But is it a pressure for you, or is it is it exciting? Is it um, is there like an adrenaline rush? What what's your pro, what, what's happening for you in the middle of um, section of you know of working? It's a, it's a bit of both worlds. Um, it is stressful, mm. but I already accepted that ever since I began this journey. But um, yeah, I, I live through the pressure of, you know, the busy times. It's what keeps me alive, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and like, the words would be learning a lot. Like, having all these uh, lessons taught to you day by day and having to execute it during the days off, mm. grow and like build your own perspective in the end is uh, the main plan. Absolutely. And are you getting, I mean, obviously you're getting inspiration from the people you're working with, but do you, and you said you've got cookbooks, are you also looking um, online or, you know, where are you getting your inspiration? Pretty much my references would be um, my cookbooks. Yeah. I love cookbooks. It's my, um, <laughs> it's my hobby to like collect everything that I can. <laughs> and um, at the same time, I still engage with researches online. Mm. with whatever I can find regarding like native ingredients and bush tucker products. Yeah. So it's interesting to me because you sound so passionate and as though you were born to be a chef, but that wasn't your first choice. Um, yes, thank you. <laughs> do you. Do you now, are you, are you really pleased with the path that you took? Of course, like uh, I wouldn't regret it at all. No. Like, I'm, I'm very happy with where I am and I embrace it, you know, like, 
there's one thing I would do, it's, it's probably cooking. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It's lovely. It's lovely for me to be able to talk to people who are so passionate about what they do. It's always... Um, I get such a thrill for myself to hear how, how much you love what you do. And I think that must get conveyed through the food to the people who are eating it. <laughs> I have this philosophy that if, you've, <laughs> that if you've got great love for the food and you're enjoying what you're doing, that emotion must go into the food. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. Like, you know, pretty much my food is an expression of myself. Yeah. My character, what I believe in. And yeah, that's what I tried to put in my plate actually for the competitions. Like every every lesson and mistakes that I gained, I, that I connected with, I I integrated into the dish. That's why I called it analogy because you know having all these overwhelming elements, may it be practices, tradition, flavors, textures, and eventually it still works in the plate because it stimulates the palate for flavor and texture. But the analogy would be like, imagine if humanity would do the same thing in a plate. What if we were all like, uh, to accept our differences? I think this is the strongest or the best practice we can do so we can move further and in a rapid essence, you know? I love that, Jose. That's amazing. Oh, That's beautiful. Yeah, thank wow. you. Yeah, I, I pretty much love expressing my, my thoughts through an analogy. It's like my best way of explaining stuff. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautifully articulated. Um, so what do you have to do between now and um, and, and going online and, and producing analogy again? Um, as now, I'm, I'm actually doing my prep. Yep. It's, uh, it's very emotional, to be honest. <laughs> you know, like having to work with this for so many years. Yes. And then, like, you know, this would be probably the last time I would do it. Yeah. And then I have to go back to work. It's, it's fun. Like, you know, I want to see I wanna see all the things that I worked hard for tomorrow. And I get to show it to the world, you know? It's so show exciting. Your heritage. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. And um, so all the best for tomorrow and enjoy the process. And it sounds like you are enjoying it as well as reflecting on it perhaps being the last time and it's emotional. But um, all the best for tomorrow. And um, thank you so much for talking to me. It's been such a delight. No, it's such a pleasure. I appreciate meeting you, uh, Joe. And I hope we can hang out soon. I yeah. also do a pop-up pop -ups on Mondays. If you'd like to come one day, we should probably talk. <laughs> yeah, I would love to come one day. So where are you doing that? So uh, I do it at home. Usually. Oh. Like before the pandemic, I host people, my, usually my friends, and a lot of people recently message me through Instagram if um, I, I do like private bookings. Yeah, like I'd love to, you know, have people over. That's so great. Um, well, I'll definitely I'll get in touch with you again, and I would love to check that out. That sounds amazing. Yes, we'll do. All right. It will be a pleasure to come for you. Thank you. Well, look, all the best, Jose, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Joe. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. See you then. so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with the Chef with Jose Lorenzo Morales. If you want to experience all the greatness for yourself, which of course you do, you can follow Jose on his Instagram. It's a private account, so you will have to request to follow at 
maybe I'm getting this wrong, but Tapui Papa. So it's T-A-P-U-E-Y-P-A-P-I. But then you can see what Jose is up to for yourself. As for me, I'm also on Instagram at Conversation with a Chef. And if you want to read the chat, you can head to www.conversationwithachef.com. I would really love it if you told a friend about my chats. And of course, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or click follow on Spotify so I know you're there. Once again, thank you. Have a great day. See you next time.